This is the Unmuted Podcast by Mosaic, hosted by Bella Passi. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unmuted Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Passi. Unmuted is a podcast where we host conversations on pressing issues in today's society, including things like social protests, Black Lives Matter, COVID, and reconciliation. We will host interviews with a diverse group of students from the PLNU community. Unmuted focuses on topics that may be considered hard to talk about, but show that by having the conversation, we can start the change that is needed in these times. Hey everyone, it's your associate producer, Sarah. In this episode, we'll be unpacking the impact of social media with Instagrammer and photographer, Olivia Cox, and TikToker and PLNU's yearbook editor-in-chief, Chris Chong. This episode is so good! Olivia, her high school's former kindness club president, shares how we can use social media to foster kindness, connection, and color. Chris shares how gaining thousands of followers on TikTok actually solidified his self-confidence. And stick to the end to hear Chris and Olivia's advice on how to use social media in a healthy and fun way. We're so excited to have them here today to share about their experience on social media as young influencers. Let's get right into this insightful and vulnerable episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Unmuted Podcast. It's me, your host, Bella, back again. Um, It's been a little bit. We took a bit of a break. We had a couple of things come up in terms of vacations and things like that, but now we are fully back. Um, And I'm really excited to talk about this episode and what we're going to be discussing and relation to social media, influencing, all of those things. Um, but before we get started, I would love for our guests to introduce themselves. So, you know, the standard name, major, um, and, you know, what, what what do you do here at Point Loma? Things like that. So whoever wants to start first. Cool. Okay. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Olivia Cox. I'm a media comm major with a writing minor. And at Point Wilma, I am involved in some different Bible studies on campus and um, am really into writing poetry. So sometimes going to the poetry nights um, and just loving uh, seeing people on Calf Lane and meeting some new friends. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, my name is Chris Chong. I am a communication major, marketing minor. Uh, I'm involved with, oh, I'm the editor-in-chief of the yearbook. I'm uh, head chapel scanner. Yes, you are. That person. (laughs) Um, And then I'm also involved with Team Barnabas, doing social media for them, and kind of just hanging around mosaic sometimes just around you can probably catch them just chilling yeah awesome well thank you both yeah celebrity sightings (laughs) (laughs) um well thank you both um you know with these podcasts i always like to provide some type of context of like what are we going to be talking about what does this mean and stuff so before we kind of dive into questions and hear a little bit about you know why you're both here today um i want to talk about just giving some background context to this conversation of social media influencing. And I think especially in how it relates to um, your guys's generation, Mm -hmm. um, Gen Z, which I'm like 
on the cusp bomb. I'm like the last, like one of the last ones between like millennial and Gen Z. So I never got her late. But anyways, um, to provide some context. So to start off with some background, Gen Z is often known for being the first generation of true digital natives. On average, they spend more than four hours a day on their phone. And this is a study done by Forbes. Um, A recent study found that Gen Zers are the only generation to say their main reasoning for using social media is to kill time rather than to connect with family and friends. And that's from Sprout Social. So um, you guys are kind of, slash me, are, you know, Gen Z. You're very familiar and comfortable in this, um, you know, phase, season of technology. You were raised in it and stuff. So this is something that comes more naturally to you than it does, I would say, people older than you and stuff. Um, But to start off, I want to just, you know, give the audience some insight into why you guys are both here. So what for you, like what is the extent of your social media presence? Um, and, you know, what that really means is how did you start your social media journey? Um, and, you know, what um, – let's start with there. What is the extent of your social media presence and how did you start that journey? So whoever I'll wants go to first, go. Yeah. Because following Chris would be hard. Um, <laughs> so I – have done a couple different things through social media. I started my own account when I was in fifth grade and have just ran an account called uh, With Joy Olivia, where mm-hmm. I just try and spread some joy. Um, and then I have worked for a basketball company called Soldier Town, which is up north in Oakland as their social media manager. Um, I've also managed different accounts for school throughout high school, um, as well as for our high school yearbook. And then also I have like my own film and photography account where I like will post some of my writing sometimes and post a lot of film photos. Mm. Sweet. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So me? Yeah. You. Yes, me. (laughs) Um, I started my social media presence kind of in seventh grade for me. So that was like four, eight, ten years ago, Mm. I guess. I started on Instagram kind of just posted whatever, you know, like how middle schoolers do. And then I guess I slowly got the other platforms, but like um, throughout my time at Point Loma, I kind of got more involved in social media because I had a marketing minor. I wanted to find more about it. So I, I now do, I have, I think, six social media accounts for Instagram alone on my phone right now just because I help do social media for the yearbook. I help with Team Barnabas. I have a job um, with a Vietnamese essential oil company, S&P Centers. Please follow us. We're almost at a thousand. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, kind of just like personal account. Mm. Last year... Um, I got TikTok during the pandemic, kind of just posted something for fun because I was bored. That went viral, I guess. Got a decent amount of views. I got some followers, which kind of shook me to my core. (laughs) And I've been kind of developing that over the past year, I guess. Mm. And... 27 followers, 27,000 27 followers. 27 followers. 27. Yay. 27 followers. Yay. Yeah, just 1,000, 27,000. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, in the past year or so, that's been 
kind of crazy and I still don't really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because for both of you kind of hearing like the reasoning of like behind like behind why you started it was kind of more just like oh like giving you something to do or because like other people kind of have social media and like checking it out and stuff right so Mm -hmm. it was like kind of just within um i guess the nature of like the season we're all in and stuff like not anything major i feel like it's been cool too because um being so involved on social media Mm. in like different ways whether it's like for a school club or it's for like yearbooks since we've both done that at different points in time (laughs) or like your own account or like photo or like there's medium now which is Mm. for writing and different things like that or tiktok like you kind of like understand what you gravitate towards Mm -hmm. and then like get a passion for why you want to like stay on the platform that you choose to stay on um and i feel like it's just been really cool to learn um just like the skills through social media like managing for a company or um promoting something other than your own content is just like a cool way to um like learn about the workforce while right. you're in high school or college too mm. and it it is because now social media is like a full-fledged career right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is something like you said it's cool because you can start off early in that and stuff and get opportunities that like wasn't necessarily a norm um back long ago yeah prehistoric days before social media right (laughs) and stuff um but it has opened up a you know plethora of opportunities um and we're going to get into it more when we talk about like influencing stuff for younger generations to kind of um be empowered to like start making um their own money if they can monetize it or just like craft their own brand and stuff mm-hmm. um and kind of going off of that this idea like i like what you said of kind of knowing what platforms work for you um and all of those different things what you naturally like gravitate towards um what influences for you guys like what influences what you post and how often you post um for me what sorry first part of the question again um what influences like the content that you post i think for me it's like what's trending Mm. i i've always been someone that liked following trends like on twitter so like for tiktok i think that's something that's fun for me to also track like i kind of enjoy listening to all the tiktok sounds and quoting them like Mm -hmm. that crazy annoying person in your (laughs) class um And I think also what what kind of when it comes to like actually posting or choosing when to post, I think I just do like one a day or like have a lot of drafts, mm. but I don't necessarily post all of them because I'm like, I don't want to be annoying. You know, like <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of followers that come for my content, but I don't want to overwhelm people mm. also. And like, I can't stand myself to a certain extent. So I'm <laughs> like. I'll just hold on to this for tomorrow, mm. that kind of thing. And I'll still continue to create and stack up my drafts. I think I have over 500. Wow. Which is just ready. a lot. But, like, I don't plan on posting, like, half Jeez. of them probably right. ever. Right. And why, why for you is that? Because it's interesting, like you said, of just also, like, I guess finding the balance of, like, how much content is like enough and what's too much content as well and stuff i think for me it's actually kind of tied to like 
anxiety and mm. insecurity just because I'm like, if I post this now, mm. what if it doesn't do well? Right. Like, I kind of like have to think like, does timing have to do with how successful mm. a video does? Mm. And it's like pressure, I guess, but there's like this other side of me that's like, who cares? Just post. Yeah, you know? right. I agree with that. Like, on a similar note, I feel like what influences me is it's almost like I create this own like Pinterest mood board in my head of mm. just different things that bring me joy. And I decided to switch my Instagram username to with joy Olivia in high school um, because I was the president of Kindness Club. And <laughs> wholesome, so but, wholesome yeah. like most wholesome <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. But it was awesome because I just realized like what brings me so much joy is color. Mm-hmm. And whether it's other people wearing color or me wearing color or just like seeing colorful photos. I don't know. There's just something like scientifically linked also to like the color yellow, like bringing like mm-hmm. happiness or like different things like that where I try and wear a lot of color and like show that on my social media because it's a part of me um so right now i'm wearing some red and yellow campbell's chicken noodle yes. soup or tomato soup converse <laughs> and a pink sweater and a yellow yes. um denim jacket and that's kind of just i feel like when all my friends wear color it makes me happy mm. and so on my instagram for a while i tried um posting all my photos with a colorful border of some sort mm. so that my whole feed would be like very just like lively um and similarly to what chris was saying i think for me i try and i was trying to do this challenge recently where i would just post one photo a day from throughout my day which kind of helped me take a few photos um and memories throughout my day to like hold and have but also to just be more authentic on my instagram Mm -hmm. because if i'm posting something from my day it's like whatever that day's look lo- looking like is going to show on social media. Um, but I do think that there's, like, this culture that we live in where um, a lot of people have, like, this stigma around posting more than one a day or more. I remember in high school, my friends wouldn't post for, like, mm. once every few weeks or something. And it was, like, if you post too much, like, oh, no, people are going to unfollow you and mm. stuff. And so I've just been trying to, like, lean away from that and do what makes me happy knowing that like the reason I have my social media is for like I I'm not like an influencer like a big time influencer or anything so for me it's more so just for me and so I'm trying to like stay true to that Mm. I I definitely want to like touch on that a little too like I think Instagram is pretty toxic Mm. these days just the way like Everything has to look... I feel like everything on Instagram looks so pretty, Mm. so together. And, like, it feels like a little... It's missing, like, the authenticity and transparency there. You know? Like, I feel like we have these... So many different platforms, and each one, like, resembles, like, different things. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, on Twitter, you can be super unfiltered if you want. Mm -hmm. TikTok, I think, pretty similar there. But you don't post as much either. And then, like... Instagram just feels very filtered, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, like, everything you post is super aesthetically pleasing or you don't see it at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like... And edited, like, all the same or just, like, yeah. And it makes me wonder, like, 
what people want to show people versus like what they don't mm. you know or what they're like, maybe like proud of in their life uh -huh. versus what they aren't proud of right yeah right. which is interesting and and then, yeah no continue oh yeah that confuses me because i'm like i i feel like authenticity sells mm. especially today you mm -hmm. know people like like ads that come from influencers mm -hmm. because it's coming from a person and not like yeah. a commercial. Right. Like my favorite content is when I see day-to-day -day, like stories of someone going through their day because it's relatable. Like you mm -hmm. see some of my favorite influencers will like get their kids up out of bed and then they'll go work out and then they're like, oh, I have to do dishes or like things that like mm -hmm. are just normal human things mm -hmm. that just it feels comfortable because mm -hmm. everyone does dishes you know yeah right. showing off of that um emily mariko i don't mm. know if you know who that is but she's been a very popular kind of influencer she had a youtube channel before but she kind of went viral recently for her salmon rice bowl yes yes Ooh. yes she went that. everyone it was mm -hmm. like a trend for a little bit mm -hmm. but what a lot of people like is that she's like in her sweatpants you know right. she's just like doing she's eating white rice mm -hmm. which is something like not a lot of influencers do these mm -hmm. days you know like she's eating like a regular person she's not making it complicated she's eating leftovers mm -hmm. that kind of thing right and people really resonated with that which it's so funny because when you then like think about that it's funny to think about like wow where have we gone to where like somebody eating like white rice and being in sweats is like us being like wow wow <laughs> like she's oh, yeah. unique and different but it's like yeah let's celebrate those things i think it's also like it tells you how much we've come in terms of like viewing everything as a like our branding mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. image based and stuff i even think about like dating apps and things like that where yeah. everything yeah. is so it is visual media. right mm -hmm. like it's this idea of like we're deaf like you judge by what you see and mm -hmm. stuff yeah. so what you see needs to be like totally on point um that's kind of like sad i remember watching the social or yeah the social dilemma mm. um which that was I like also watched that definitely wow recommend. That blows like your mind. a wrecker <laughs> for yes. me i just thought of that for a few days after just like questioning mm. my whole life um but it was a little dramatic though some yeah. parts were a little like really some parts were yeah. definitely a little yeah. dramatic yeah. but i think something that stood out to me is how like in this generation we are spending like you said so much time on our screens mm. and yeah i think it's like probably for friends or college students maybe college students who are busy aren't spending as much time but mm -hmm. For typically kids our age, I'm sure it's like people look at their screen time and are ashamed of right. how much time they spend on social media. And it just goes to show you that it's almost like our technology can like be robbing us of our real life experiences mm. because now we like live on this virtual world so much, whether that be like dating apps or like photos or like having our whole life story there instead of like writing it. I right. Guess. Totally. Yeah. And to and I want to touch on that more, but even like bringing it into the context of where we are, like Point Loma and mm -hmm. stuff, right? Because um, Point Loma, I think part like it's such a pitch, picturesque school, right? And so you get a lot of good content from mm -hmm. that, even. 
Um, but there's also like part of the Loma culture is the social media presence, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, and I want to ask you guys, you know, like, has social media been an element of your college experience at Point Loma, um, both in terms of, um, I guess, your own social media presence as well as exposure to other people's? Mm. I guess for me, when I'm thinking about it in my college journey, I had like an interesting college journey where I like verbally committed to USC to play beach volleyball Mm. in high school. And then, and I had like my social media commitment post and Mm -hmm. had it in my bio and all of that. And then I decided to go to Boston University instead my freshman year. And so I like had a post for that, that I was going to be you. And when I got to Point Loma, I just realized like, I don't need to like let the whole world know that I'm going to Point Loma. Mm. Like, I just felt like I was doing it almost because I had to as an obligation to like share these important event life changes, like updating like my friends that I hadn't talked to in a while or followers and kind of like honestly really probably like searching for like approval or Mm. like some type of like affirmation in was I making these right choices. Mm. But like I think when I got to Point Loma, I just realized that like it was the right choice. And I think since I've been here, I've been more secure in myself and also able to be more authentic. And so I feel like it's really shifted uh, the way that I do social media. Mm-hmm. Um, because in high school, when I was, I kind of like was known at my school just by like people I didn't even know as someone who would post just very encouraging messages on my story Mm. and like always like tips on like what are you grateful for today or just different things to like involve people and activities that were putting them in a positive mindset um but I would get these messages back where people would be like wow like you're just so positive all the time like your life seems like so great Mm. and like Mm. I'm just like so I'm so thankful that you're sharing this but like yeah, I'm going through a really hard time and like someone who's going through such an amazing time in their life, like this helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was backwards in that is the reason I would put those messages out would be like myself encouraging me. Mm -hmm. And so it was like me, since I look at social media so much, I would look back at my stories and be like, yeah, like what am I grateful for today? Or what do I want to do that's going to make me happy today? How can I help myself within anxiety or different things? And so I kind of pulled back on that in the sense of just kind of rethinking that, like, am I doing this? Like, is it being authentic by doing this? Because people are not interpreting it as like, I'm struggling too. So uh, I kind of pulled back on that. And Mm -hmm. I feel like now I'm at a spot where I can like, um, kind of deal with like my mental health like off of social media Mm -hmm. but while still like trying to remain like authentic on social media right when you did post did you feel pressure to like kind of like did you feel the pressure to resonate with those more than I guess so yeah that was it was kind of like a tactic to help myself because I knew that like if I was posting it out there like everyone do this it'll help you like feel better in whatever you're going through. Mm. Um, Like, 
any type of exercise or getting outside or adventure, just anything that was like bringing joy, I knew that would like help me because mm-hmm. when I did kindness club in high school, uh, that was like the source of like, I would go there even on my toughest days and just being able to like help someone else and like pour out kindness to them really mm. made the difference in my own life. Yeah. It's, it's interesting what you were saying too. Cause I think like you said, like one of the hard things that to remember sometimes, or maybe that we're confronted with, I don't know, is that like social media is so up to like everybody's interpretation. Mm. So like how we create content or how we post things right with the intention of, Oh, this is just like me sharing a piece of like my life or this is me probably like saying something that I need to hear or like I've been thinking about I want to get off my chest and like put that out into the world it's interesting how other people interpret it in whatever their context of the world is or whatever they're needing to hear Mm -hmm. or anything like that um which I think is always like I guess also a good reminder for people when they put out content of like One, I guess, like, in some ways, like, you don't have control over how other people interpret it. And Mm -hmm. so maybe that helps people craft the content they post as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But I also thought, like, what you guys talked about of, like, you know, I think most times people start off with, like, social media for themselves of, like, I want to share parts of my life or I just want to, like, create content and things like that. There's a creative element, I think, that is, like, very enjoyable to everybody Mm -hmm. um but how quickly it feels like it goes from I guess like you kind of sharing your life and creating what you want to do to trying to assess what other people are wanting from you and like trying to post that and it's like a hard balance I think um especially as it pertains to then like identity stuff as well and I want to talk about that actually of like you know has the reality for both of you or potentially even um, the responsibility of having a sizable social media following impacted um, the way you see yourself? Sorry, could you repeat the question? Yeah, no, no problem. Um, Has, you know, like the reality or even maybe feeling the responsibility Mm. um, of having, you know, a sizable social media following um, impacted the way that you see yourself? I feel like it's boosted my confidence. Mm, Yeah. A lot, which is weird because at first it really didn't. Mm. I think when I was starting to get followers, I was super insecure. Mm. I would question myself a lot, like, hey, am I, is this just luck? Like, Mm. I I ask myself that a lot. Like, am I just, like, lucky with this? You know, like, sometimes I still ask myself that today. Like, am I just getting really lucky with the TikTok algorithm, you know? Right. Like, am I just, like, are people just, like, finding this funny for, like, the reason I'm not intending? Right. That kind of thing. But I think over time, I kind of recognize, like, even if there are like five people that like the video I made it's worth it Mm. you know and I think that kind of made me a little more confident Mm. and like I look at my I looked at my Instagram feed the other day and I noticed like I would not be able I was not able to like post like just pictures of myself 
because I was so insecure. I mm -hmm. lacked so much confidence in myself. So if I had any pictures of myself, it would be like with a group of people mm. that, and I would tell myself like, oh, people will like this because it's not just me. Mm. But I started to realize like, this is my profile. Like right. if they don't like me, they can like Leave. <laughs> go somewhere yeah. else, literally like just scroll. So I think like in a way getting those amount of followers kind of helped me see like the similarities in my accounts, I guess, you know, mm. like if someone doesn't like me, they can scroll. I should be able to post whatever I want. Right. And like, I, I do need to be careful with it still, you know, like I'm not going to say horrible things mm -hmm. just for the sake of saying horrible things, mm -hmm. you know, um, like there is still like this kind of power, I guess mm -hmm. we have to do good things, do the right things, post like positive things. Mm -hmm. I don't post things to bring other people down. Right. Because I, I feel like that's just like against my responsibility when you're and when you're saying responsibility like of having like a platform yeah. where you just you have um direct connection to just more people's attention and mm -hmm. things like that right yeah like i feel like not really on instagram because i mm -hmm. don't have too many followers on instagram but i feel like on tiktok i have this like responsibility to kind of like spread positivity mm -hmm. and like have fun mm -hmm. you know i think like the pressure kind of just like gets to me sometimes mm -hmm. and it's a little scary but i need to like remind myself like if it's not fun to me i just shouldn't post mm. it yeah or whatever yeah you know that's interesting what you say about like insecurity being something that was like at the beginning of you getting followers but then as you started to get followers like it was like this like self realization where you're like oh like I can just be me and like this is mine and like I think that's really cool because I've kind of like wondered that just like because I don't have that many followers on Instagram but I feel like there is so much like insecurity on Instagram where people I think sometimes go to posting pictures of themselves to receive affirmation and oh. security of some sort and so, like, I've had to really question for myself, like, where is your security coming from? Where is mm. your affirmation coming from? Mm. Like, is it coming from, like, your faith and, like, from the Lord? Or is it coming from, like, what people are saying to you online? Or, like, people calling me pretty or different things? Like, I think someone once told me to not let I think this will probably be helpful for you is just in <laughs> in on social media or just in general to not let any compliment or like rejection or like mm -hmm. negative comment anyway impact you like mm -hmm. to to just like take both sides of that with a grain of salt which is like interesting because I think we hold compliments like way higher but just to like not really like take either of those things to heart but just to like find your like affirmation like where like your faith lies yeah. or like yeah. yeah definitely i started to realize like whenever i do receive like a hate comment i go to their profile and i realize like they're not showing their face at all and i'm like and then it's kind of sad i'm like you you're spending so much time worrying about me mm. but you don't even have 
yeah the o- your own confidence to post who right. you are right you know Which is to sad. share yeah. about yourself mm. like i'm putting myself out there mm-hmm. and like if you want to post hate on my profile you can do whatever you'd like i'm not going to stop you yeah right? i think like but most... it's just so funny to me that you don't even have the bravery yeah to right like you know? i think most people who i know that do instagram reels or tiktok kind of like other people will make fun of them in that sense like oh my gosh like yeah they're on like tiktok or like doing reels like my gosh and it's like those people i know just like didn't have the confidence to do that themselves and Mm. i think that people when people have confidence to do things that they're excited about or to just like put themselves out there I feel like it's a really special thing because a lot of people don't hold that confidence and they get jealous of people who can do that. And mm-hmm. so I think it's just like, it's just encouraging for me to hear like that just, I don't know, it's our own profile and our own social media. And I have so many friends who have taken down their social medias because it's just not for them. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do feel like you want a social media like do it for yourself and do right. it for you mm-hmm. and for your own confidence and have fun with it. Like yeah. don't like don't have like regrets. Like if you want to make a reel, try making a reel. Or mm-hmm. if you want to like do some type of like, I don't know, mixed media project on Visco, do that. Or like make a TikTok. Like just put yeah. yourself out there because like in the end, it's not like a serious thing. It's just like about people having fun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I You guys both touched on a lot there. And I think I especially want to talk about like what you said about um, how it pertains to, you know, not feeling good about yourself and how like both of you said like it's like in ways it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. The like there's so many positives to it and being able to express yourself and get confidence. And then the other way it's like balancing that with Mm -hmm. not letting the negativity affect your mental health and Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, so, you know, I want to bring in this idea of mental health as it relates to social media and stuff. So there's been a rise in depression among young people since 2012, which many blame, which many people blame social media for. And this is from the U.S. News. But interestingly, many young people actually claim that social media helps them tackle their mental health struggles, especially amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. So some researchers are now calling social media a double-edged sword. Um, And this is from USA Today. Although social media isn't famous for its harmful content, um, for example, body shaming, racism, homophobia, uh, xenophobia, etc., 69% of young people in recent surveys said that they used health health apps related to managing depression, meditation, and stress reduction. Mm. Um, So it's interesting because I think for a long time we connected – this idea of mental health um, as just a directly being negatively impacted by mm-hmm. social media. And while I think there's still merit to that, there's also now this way of social media has also been um, a tool that's helped people, right, yeah. in terms of struggling with depression and things like that when it's used um, in the correct way with tools and things like that. Um, for you guys, you know, um, you don't need to necessarily share your entire experience of mental health or anything like that. Um, but do you guys relate to the concept of social media 
as this double-edged sword, which you kind of touched on a little bit, but, you know, that balance, I guess, of being able to, like, manage your mental health while still also managing your social media. Yeah, I I definitely agree. It's like a double-edged sword. Um, at the beginning, like, going back to what I was saying, like, at the beginning, when I started posting more, I guess, after, like, that one video I had kind of popped off, mm. like, when I did post, I would really ask myself, like, am I doing what the people want? Right. You know, like, am I presenting myself the right way? Should I wear glasses? Is my voice weird? You know, like, there was so much re-recording I did, you know, and just, like, kind of making sure everything, like, the pieces fit right. And then if the pieces, the pieces could fit right in my head, and if I post and the video didn't do well, that would definitely degrade my mental health so much just because it feels like I put so much effort into it. You know, it's mm. like I created something that people don't like. Mm. And I think that really just like hit me so hard. Mm. And I think it still kind of affects me today because I'm like, I spent an hour on that maybe. Right. Yeah. And it got 100 views. Mm. So like, mm-hmm. but then this other video that took me like 30 seconds to make on the top of my head. Right. Yeah. Kind of got a decent amount. It comes back to what you said in the beginning about, like, even if it only touches, like, one person or something, like, if it's, like, positively affecting them, like, that's such a cool thing that you're Mm -hmm. able to, like, help them. And I just think social media itself is... I don't think we realize the power it holds. Mm. It is so incredibly powerful. Like, yes. kind of like you said, it has this, like, what did you call it? A double... Mm-hmm. Double-edged sword. sword, yeah. Double-edged sword, yes. So it has... It has... You have the ability on social media to hurt someone and tear someone down and, like, really affect them negatively. Or you have, like, a really big open door to, like affecting someone positively and making their day and just like like changing their headspace Mm. um and so I think it's just like it definitely is a really cool tool like I love when fall or uh influencers that I follow share like books that have helped them or different quotes that like they feel like they're relating to or just different like tools to help in mental health Mm -hmm. I think is awesome I think it would be really cool, too, if, like, someone was struggling um, in their mental health for you to create, um, like, a separate platform, like, a separate account, either on, like, TikTok or Instagram, and when you sign up, only check the boxes of, like, positivity or mental health, and then your whole feed will be great, like, tips and tricks of, like, how to deal with, like, Um, anxiety or depression because like for me I kind of did that on Pinterest with like anxiety and Mm -hmm. like with different quotes and I remember how much that helped me just like wiping everything else off my platform like all of my friends photos or different things that might cloud my headspace to like make me feel insecure and just having it be a platform of like positivity and joy and that kind of like recentered my heart I guess Mm, yeah um and I think it's something that like we've talked about it's kind of unique to everybody right in that like 
their journey looks different for all of them as it pertains to mental health and things like that. Um, so being able to assess for you what that boundary looks like of social media in relation to mental health and how it's impacting you. Um, there's a bunch more I would love to touch on. Um, I wanted to talk about cancel culture, but I'm almost thinking, like, why don't we make that a part two to another episode of social media? Because I think there's a lot still to unpack in terms of social media activism, all of those different things. Um, my last question as we, you know, head out is what is advice you guys would give to somebody like you maybe who's trying to navigate their own journey with social media as it pertains to their own life? I guess, yeah, I guess for me, just like highlighting a few of the things I said is I think that social media should be something fun mm. if you're choosing to do it and just something to not have like regrets or like living in fear with, but something to like capitalize on things that excite you or things that you're interested in, like making reels or TikToks or like posting um your food if you want to or posting like right. joyful moments through your day or just whatever you feel like is going to make you happy and feel like passionate about it then I say roll with it um and don't like live in fear and then the other part would just be to like recognize the power of social media and just like to like keep that kind of in the back of your head just like I think we can become really dependent on it very quickly. And mm. so just to like check ourselves before like we wreck ourselves, I guess, because <laughs> I've definitely like been addicted to social media and stuff. So it's mm. good to like have it, but also remember to like live, live in the real world too and like yeah. live those life experiences um, and then post to like look back on those life experiences instead of just living yeah. there. Yeah. Definitely agree with all of that. But like, I yeah, I think I want to just like cement the idea of like post for you. Right. Do what you want to do. Post a fucking baguette if you want to, you know, like, <laughs> like it's your feed. Right. Why should anyone care like why or what you post? Right. Unless it's hurting people. Don't do that. Right. Yeah. But like if you're feeling good about what you made for breakfast, mm -hmm. Post it on your feed instead of your story, you know? Mm -hmm. Don't feel the pressure of what other people think. Mm. Because I think if it makes you happy, that's all you need for a reason to post. Yeah. And I think, like, again, like Olivia was saying, be careful. Like, you can definitely post the wrong things. Mm. But I think if you have good intentions, mm -hmm. I think if it makes you happy, it's all worth it. Yeah. And that's how I kind of go through my day so yeah awesome well thank you both of you um we could talk so much longer about this but we come to an end <sighs> as always Sorry. um before we go is there anything you guys want to promote at all um you can follow me on tiktok if you want if you're interested in k-pop yeah or bts or um, you want to learn more about ooh. it yeah. yeah or if you're curious about what i post about um my User is Flajiggle. That's F L A Jiggle. <laughs> yes. Very embarrassing, but you know. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Awesome. Yeah, and my Instagram is with Joy Olivia. If you want to follow it, um, and 
I have a medium, which is Olivia Cox 17, which is like most of my writing, which is also also a really cool platform. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Um, definitely look out for a part two because mm-hmm. um, I think there's still so much to unpack. But yeah, thank you guys both. And I definitely think we'll be hearing more from you in the future. Of course. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast and for supporting us. And stay tuned for our next bonus episode dropping in one week as we say goodbye to the founder and host of Unmuted, Bella Passi, and bring in a new season of Unmuted. We cannot wait to see you there. Until then, be sure to stay safe and take care. This podcast would not be made possible without the Office of Multicultural and International Student Services of Point Loma Nazarene University. Executively produced by Bella Passi. Associately produced by Sarah Gleason. Written and researched by Sage Tabor. Recorded by Ryan Tafoya. Editing and graphics by Michaela Norwood.